Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're going to wrap up chapter 13 in the book of Mark. You probably recall the end of this chapter when Jesus points out a poor widow to his disciples who comes into the temple and gives the last small amount of money she had to the temple treasury. No doubt the first time you read this passage, just like myself, you thought Jesus' main point was to commend this poor woman's sacrificial giving. Maybe you still do, but there's a larger lesson here, and it's connected to the last few verses we covered last week in which Jesus warned against the wicked influence of the scribes and Pharisees and how, while they looked and sounded so religiously devoted, they actually took advantage of the people. There's a principle of biblical interpretation Pastor Jim will demonstrate here that we can summarize this way, context, context, context. But before we get there, Pastor Jim will be wrapping up some comments on what he preached the week or two prior during his annual Provoke the Pastor series, in which he devotes a couple of weeks to answering questions written by the congregation. You can just consider this bonus material this week. Here's today's slice of the sermon entitled, But Why? They didn't care about a poor widow who only had a couple little coins to put in there. They just wanted people to support them in their self-righteousness, in their lofty positions. Listen to some of what Jesus said out loud that day in the temple, probably within an hour or two before the situation with the widow and her offering. Matthew recorded it for us. When you get to the last week of Jesus' life, harmonizing the Gospels is a, a really fun thing to do. How do you put it all together? But we know Jesus said these very things on that day in public, in the temple, probably pointing to the people He was talking about. You can find it in Matthew chapter 23, verses 13 through 33. I'll pluck out a few excerpts for you. He says, But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Then he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you devour widows' houses. You don't care about the most vulnerable in your midst. Then he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. And then he says, Woe to you, blind guides. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Then he says, You blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. You make a big deal about the tiniest little minutia of spirituality and you're missing the biggest things like justice and truth and righteousness? Why then he said, woe to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. And then he said, 
Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside appear beautiful, but inside they're full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Why, he even said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. And then he said, You serpents and brood of vipers, how will you escape the sentence of hell? Whew. I think he made a point. I think he was describing the system of Pharisaic pseudo-spirituality. Now, shortly after these words, Jesus pointed out the widow who put her two coins into the offering. What were those coins? Well, you've often heard of them called widow's mites. That doesn't mean that they're little tiny spider-like creatures that get under your belt. No, it's tiniest coin, the smallest coin in, the, in that monetary system. Each one was worth a, a tiny fraction of a denarius. We've had a denarius come up in several of our previous ones, like whose picture's on there? Okay, well, Caesar, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. A denarius was a day's wage. The coin was a tiny fraction of that. Now, here's what was going on, the way most people handle this text anyway. They're realizing that Jesus got to the end of that day. He knew this is his last time to teach in public. And he hadn't yet gotten around to making sure that the Bible included a paragraph for pastors to use to preach on Faith Promise Sunday or near the end of the church's fiscal year when the budget isn't met or when it's time to raise money for a new building. So he he put that story in. Most people deal with that way when it comes to its context. But again, why did she give her last two coins? Remember, he does not say she's a model of spirituality. It's just a fact that she gave that, and the rich people gave what they gave. Just stating the facts. Why did she do that? Well, surely this passage is not here to establish the normal pattern for giving. Or the pattern would be 100%. Before you leave today, empty your wallets, max out your charge cards, hand over the deed to your house and the title to your car, and go home. That would be, if if it's a prescriptive passage, that's what it would mean. Well, you, you can't make a habit of that. You can go down to the Red Cross and you can give nine pints of blood one day. Once. But you could give a pint and then go back and do that a couple of months later over and over and over for for decades. It's not teaching the normal pattern of giving. Unless the standard is give your last two cents and go home and wait to die of starvation. That's how desperate she was. The widow is featured because she illustrates how apostate religion ruins its followers. She did what she did because that was her last hope. She did what she did because that's what she'd been taught to do. She was the victim of pompous hypocrites who devour widows' houses and didn't mind walking by her in their showy robes and not pay an instant of attention to her. They didn't care about her. 
They just made sure their support kept coming in to keep them in their comfortable positions. And by the way, there are people like that today who preach a health and wealth message that never makes anybody healthy. And the only ones who get wealthy are the preachers who say, send me your money and you will be blessed. Oh, you sent your money and you didn't get blessed? Well, you don't have enough faith. Send more. That's how that system works. They don't care about the people. Why did she do it? She did it because she was desperate. Why did Jesus point her out and make a deal of this? Well, let me suggest pay attention to context, context, and context. What is the context? Right before this, in his teaching, he was saying, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and like respectful greetings in the marketplaces and chief seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets who devour widows' houses and for appearance's sake offer long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. Now, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something kind of unusual. I'm going to give the disciples a thumbs up. All, through all this stuff, they keep missing so many things, right? And it even says it was hidden from them. That Jesus is really going to be betrayed and arrested and tried and crucified. And so many things that they were slow to get spiritually. Well, I don't know if they got it that day or the next day, but do you realize how much emphasis there is in the New Testament? In the book of Acts and in the early books of the, the, the early epistles of the New Testament, on taking care of widows? That's the mark of spirituality. Investing in the ones who need you most. How does James 1 put it? Pure religion and undefiled is this, to visit orphans and widows in their distress. The people who have no support group, we become their support group. We care for them. What are you trusting in? If I can just put a little more in the offering, God's going to like me better? No. What are you following? Yes, God does evaluate the value of your gift based on how it relates to how much you have. And, and He's the one that invented that system. I didn't, I didn't make that up. But what will we learn from this? We ought to learn what kind of people do the kinds of things that honor God and take care of the most vulnerable. That's why Jesus did this. Why did she put it in? Oh, she was so desperate. But why did Jesus make sure it was in your Bible? So that we would understand. Let's pray. Our Father, how we thank You for Your marvelous grace. We, we truly have the riches of Your grace. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus Teach us to be good stewards. Teach us to have spiritual eyes to see the ones who need us the most, the ones that our world tends to just hide away. Give us hearts full of your compassion that we could be your servants to spread your word, to preach your gospel. 
We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.